I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I'm Jody Whites, your professional coach, helping you every step of the way to make your life spectacular. I'm thrilled to have as my guest Charles Gelman today. Hi, Charles. Hi, Jody. And let me tell you a little bit about Charles. Charles is CEO and co-founder of Hedo Health. Is that right? Hido or Hedo? Yeah, um, Hido or Hedo, whichever you prefer. I like that. I like that. With over 100 plus podcast interviews from notable university professors, leading researchers, and forward-thinking podcast hosts, NIH-funded research in collaboration with Stanford and Rush Universities. He is one of the top voices on AI-assisted robotics, digital health, and the impact on care. Charles Gelman was recently featured in a full feature documentary, AI Robotics, The Hedo Story. He publishes his analysis regularly in the newsletter, The Future of Care. He is a former advisor for StartX Med and has worked in various executive roles at startups as well as Fortune 500 companies. He received an MSHI degree from University of California at Davis Medical School. Wow, that is quite the resume. It sounds like you've had an exciting life so far, Charles. So you're in the medical field now. Have you always been interested in medicine? Great question. I never thought I'd be going down this path, but you know, sometimes in life, things happen that impact our journey and our path. And when I was in my early 20s, um, I was actually going down the investment banking route. My brother was um, going down that path for a number of years, and I was quickly following him. I was working at a large um, bank, Wells Fargo at that time. And um, shortly you know, into that career, I had a, a medical error happen to me. So I had, um, I thought it was a kidney stone and so did the physician, but it mm. actually was ruptured appendicitis. Oh my and, word, that's a big mistake. Yeah, it, it led me down to a couple of weeks in the ICU and mm. really changing the trajectory of my thought process and career based upon what I saw and how it impacted me. And, you know, being in my early 20s at that time, I was a bit naive to healthcare and how to navigate it and quickly realized that maybe things could improve over time <laughs> based upon my experiences. So you switched out. Now you're in um, Meditech or high, high tech for medicine. Did you start off in medicine? Did you start off in tech? What was your next move? So after I, I finished up school, I started off working with a small company called Johnson & Johnson. So some of your viewers <laughs> might Tiny. Do. 
company. Very, very small company. <laughs>、um, it was a fantastic experience. I learned so much at that time because my background was business, so I was exposed to microbiology and the different sciences. But more importantly, really, you know, starting to learn the fundamentals of medicine and how providers treat patients. And then going and speaking with all these different subspecialties, I was working at that time in the Bay Area, and just having those conversations, you really start to unfold and unpack the different type of challenges that they have to navigate on a regular basis. So it was a really eye-opening experience to me to see all the variabilities and the deviations, and some of the challenges that different offices and different cities experience, as well as patients. So it was a fantastic experience. Yeah. Now, if you could name kind of a top difficulty that you found with offices, what would that be? There's many, many challenges, and a lot of it, <laughs> you know, a lot of them come down to you know navigating reimbursement、mm. and patient scheduling and following up with patients. You know, I found that to be one of the most challenging things coordinating care. With patients and providers, because oftentimes providers don't have a whole lot of time, and patients have difficulty navigating the complexities of their medication regimens, as well as understanding the impact of the medications and what it does to their body. Because sometimes, Jody, you feel good. You know, you're exercising, you're eating right, and maybe you don't think you need your medications any longer. But in fact, you're feeling good at a period of point. Because you're taking those medications according to regimented schedule, so there's a, a lot of things that happen without having ongoing medication、um, or that that information feedback from providers. That's when things kind of go off the rails for、oh, millions of patients. Yeah, you know the interactions of multiple medications can be very dangerous, and if somebody is not following that. Or looking into those interactions, you know, you have challenges with somebody who thinks they're taking drugs or pharmaceuticals for the good, and there may just be one or two things in there that are getting in the way of health, causing side effects, making them sleepy, dopey, etc. So. You know, you know, you're seeing all this. You're seeing that patients need more help. They need to be navigating. They need to be speaking with someone.、Um, appointments maybe need to be reaffirmed. How how are you, or how were you, going about changing that for the better? So I actually was exposed to a book in. One of my companies. It was a training session. It was a health information systems book. And when we think about the impact, a lot of providers almost feel helpless because they have a limited time that they have with each patient. They feel like they're forced、yeah. to rush, rush, and rush, and rush. And the patients, they feel like they don't have a lot of time. So then I, I came to the conclusion pretty quickly after reading that book is that how can we make an impact on a broader population when we have such a limited amount of time? With that person, and now we have to start thinking outside of the four walls of their sterile environment of the clinic or the hospital, because that is, you know, we are we're basically acting after something happens to somebody or reactive to the behaviors instead of being proactive. And that started me down a path of thinking maybe we should touch people in the home. 
you know, 99.9% of time is in the home, but we're not there as a healthcare, you know, thinking as a healthcare system or as a healthcare delivery system. And that's where things get fascinating is understanding people's behaviors and understanding when they go to a doctor, maybe they're not being entirely 100% honest with them about what they're doing, but a doctor has such a limited amount of time, they can't delineate, you know, what is real and what's not. And that's where things kind of get out of whack with extra medications and overdosing and underdosing and unnecessary hospitalizations in your visits. So our mission really is to see how we can automate a lot of that home care so people can live a better and happier life. That's great. You know, I'm, um, it's great. First of all, you thought of a way, how do we automate resources are always limited in doctor's offices. They don't have time. Um, we all know about the nine minute doctor's visit that they're given to move on to the next patient. Um, so, you know, you've, created a very interesting product um, that can help with this. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so the HIDO device, and HIDO is an acronym for Health Information Data Outcomes, was designed to simplify medication usage and dispensing at home. And when I mean simplify, I mean fully automating the process. So a patient could walk up to the device, they can use their face ID, or punch in a passcode, unlock the device so you have the right person at the right time, the right frequency, the right dosage, and the device knows the count of the medication. All of that's dispensed. Then you grab the cup, take your medication, records that to make sure you're, you're taking your medications appropriately, and you're done. And the goal of this unit is to make things simple and easy so you no longer have to recall why am I taking this medication? How many times am I supposed to take this medication? Is this medication contraindicated? You know, and all the other complexities that have to do with it and streamline the process so patients and friends and family members can go about living their lives as they should versus having to remember whether or not they're doing something according to a complex regimen yeah. that a nurse or a doctor that's medically trained understands. But most people, it's hard for them to understand. They struggle with all this information. It's a lot coming to them. You know, it is. Um, and, you know, we, we just get distracted in our lives. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And um, unless we set alarms, which, again, we can get distracted and not do, we may not be on that schedule, again, taking the right things, the right dose at the right time. Um, your device is really interesting, very um, attractive, very cool looking and small. Uh, do you mind holding that up? Um, yeah, sorry I'll, about the audio portion, but you'll have to just... go visit the, the video portion. There it is. It's just a very nice looking device, um, can fit on your kitchen counter or anywhere it's got a nice light panel etc i'm not trying to sell it i just think that um i love how people come up with a challenge they notice in their business life and this is what i do with clients is there is a problem to be solved and there it is um it just dropped the pills down um how do you solve that problem? 
you know, how do you solve that problem elegantly, easily, and make it available for everyone? So backing up, you've got this cool device, um, and you are the founder or co-founder of Hedo or Hido. Yeah, the CEO and co-founder. CEO and co-founder. So you were the one that had to essentially get this going, um, potentially get the seed money. I love that financial background. Maybe you could use your could have used your brother <laughs> for um, some seed money for that. So when did you jump out of the medical field and say, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to start. Tell me about that, that first jumping off point. So we started to think about this idea in 2018. And really, there was no, you know, standpoint where I said, you know what, I'm jumping in. What my background is in data science and, and really understanding unique data sets and, and the analysis. And I was trying to figure out essentially the blueprint for health. So precision medicine is a big thing that is often talked about amongst you know, circles within healthcare and, and how can we predict what are the best medications for these individual types of chronic diseases. And when I started investigating the different data sets, I, I came to the conclusion quite quickly that they just simply don't exist because nobody knows what's going on at home. And that is a scary thing for doctors and nurses and pharmacists because they're beholden on the conversation they have with patients, and that is patient self-reported outcomes. So if you're taking a diary, you just really think about this. We have over 6 billion prescriptions being dispensed in the United States each year. How many people keep an active diary of whether or not they're taking their medications? <laughs> uh, yeah, very few, I would imagine. So that led me down to the rabbit hole, so to speak, of let me see what I, what's on the market right now. Somebody must have solved this because this is a problem that's been in clinical literature for, I don't know, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I started investigating the market and started to quickly come to the realization after we started to order the products that there are pieces of the puzzle that are solved, but it's not solved in totality of the ecosystem. So then we started to think, well, if we're going to go down this, we need to create something that is simple to use, like a Keurig coffee device and a ring device combined in order for people to be able to walk up. It's got to be easier than filling up what the standard is. And if you can make it easier, then people will use it and they'll use it over a long period of time. And we can get that unique data to create that blueprint of medicine that doesn't currently exist. Yeah. So I love it. And I love the fact that you looked at your competitors, um, seeing what's there, what's not there, what can we provide? What challenges did you have in getting this company off the ground? Yes, there's, um, I think, more than what we could talk about during yeah. our time together. But <laughs> of course. <laughs> there, are, there are many challenges, no matter what the startup. You know, yeah. it's, I equate it to a roller coaster ride. You have the highs, you have the lows. You know, sometimes you might be going for a loop or a roll. But when you're on a roller coaster, you can see what's coming at you. With a startup, <laughs> you don't know what's coming at you. Yeah. And you, you, you're almost building the tracks 
as you're going on the roller coaster or you're flying the jet as you're building, however you want to take the example. But there are challenges every which way you look. Um, the way that I, I kind of, you know, operate the company or manage it is surround myself with exceptionally smart, talented people that are mission driven, that see the vision of what we're trying to accomplish. And by surrounding myself with those unique individuals, we can deal with whichever the challenges are coming at us and then create a plan to you know, address those. So that's kind of how I see things. You know, If we were to go through each one of the challenges and obstacles, right. we'd we, be here for days. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I got that. You know, it sounds like you're uh, an, op- an optimum leader, all right? You are not relying on yourself although you sound very inspirational with the vision so that is catching on with everybody but it sounds like you're really relying on this person to do that you know chief operating officer manufacturing operations to do their job and if there are problems you know let's problem solve where did you uh, get this leadership style of really leaning on the people in your company? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about it for quite some time. I mean, the way, you know, having spent a number of time in commercializing, evangelizing new technology, um, especially with sales leadership, to me, it's that's outcomes-based management. And outcomes-based management essentially is, you know, really is black or white. You, you really are doing your job or not. And sales is really quantified on you either closed your seven-figure deals or you didn't. There's really no gray area. So I've never really operated in an environment where you, you either perform or you don't. <laughs> right. And that's it. Um, right. So the yeah. folks that I, um, that I really you know, look to or you know, need you know, them to navigate their particular verticals, um, they're there for a reason. And they're, they need to be flexible because a startup doesn't have a defined set of roles and responsibilities. There's a, a unique personality that really jumps into or leans into the what if scenarios that they want to build upon their experience and their expertise as a person And then again, see that vision. So my job is to make sure that everybody understands where we're going and we're going on this roller coaster together. So you're either, you're either on it or you're not, but we all, we're all moving no matter what. Yeah. And and it's great to hear that you're letting them know, you know, this is not a corporate job where you're going to sit in a cubicle and, you know, stay there for eight hours and then leave or your, you know, your desk at home. Um, that there are many challenges with startups and everybody is going to be called upon to help solve these challenges. I mean, that's part of the excitement of being a startup, but you're letting them know in advance that this is not going to be a straight logical line. It's going to be up and down and a, you know, a few steps back and maybe five steps forward, et cetera. Yeah, we've been very fortunate. You know, most, you know, when you look at a, a larger company versus startup, you know, startup, you know, you have investors and advisors and 
every single person that's touching your team, your company can be leveraged in a different means. So I think it really, you know, comes down to executive leaders to leverage everybody that is on the roller coaster ride with you because they have networks, they have unique experiences that can be leveraged. They might have business, you know, case experience or leadership or management skills that you can lean on in different times. So I really lean on the folks that we have. We have an exceptional group of advisors and investors, as well as engineers. And I don't want to pat them on the back too much because their egos are already inflated. (laughs) (laughs) But the engineers here, we have an exceptional group and we're very fortunate. Great, great to hear you um, really praising your team because uh, I don't think leaders do enough of that. So uh, congratulations on that. You're gonna have a loyal following. Thank you. So, you know, with, um, with moving forward, um, what, are, what are your goals? And, and before I'm gonna st- actually step back, you know, to do the roller coaster ride and you're in the health field, how do you keep yourself balanced and not burning out? That's a great question. So again, I think to be in this role, it's really a unique position and the burnout part could be real if you see it as, you know, a burden, Um, but this is a 24 seven gig and not everybody is built for this. I live and breathe this 24 seven because this is my passion and this is what I'm chasing. And I feel that we're mission driven and we can make an impact on the greater of society. And that's many, many millions of people. I've seen the data. I've seen the impact. We have patient testimonials that we've put on YouTube that people can see. When you look into these people's eyes and you hear the stories and you go into the homes and you know that these devices are saving their lives, that's my energy. That's the reason why I get up every day and I, I work so hard to make this technology impact as many folks as possible. Nice, nice. And um, any any goals, personal goals? And, I, and again, locked up with your professional goals. But if we were talking the same time next year, mm-hmm. what would you like to have happen? So we're in conversations with a number of very large health plans and um, also, you know, a veteran senior care um, company. And my goal is to make sure that we're able to help assist those patient populations. So by the time next year, we will have very well-known health plans aligned with exactly what we're trying to do with home care and these AI-assisted robotics to impact these lives. So if, you know, I can put this, you know, out there, you know, if we're able to do that, we're able to replicate the results of a, you know, 80% reduction in hospitalization and 67% decreased cost of care with what we've already done. And we're able to do this in multiple locations. We'll have created that blueprint for health. And that will be a very exciting thing, not just for our company, but I think it'll be a very exciting thing for the millions of people that we can potentially touch, not just the United States, but potentially other countries. Great. Uh, I love the alignment with the uh, large healthcare plans because um, what, what a great and creative way to move units, and get those to the right people based on their their need. But uh, they're they're going to know 
who needs it, how they're using it, what, you know, what pharmaceuticals they're using. So uh, that is a great distribution channel. Great, Charles. Um, if somebody wants to know more about your product and company, um, where can we send them to? Yeah, I would ask everybody to visit HeidoHealth.com. We also H I D O Health.com. Yeah. So you, you can go Sorry. to HeidoHealth, um, or you can go to my LinkedIn profile. I have a newsletter. Um, please subscribe. It's called The Future of Care. And then we also have a YouTube channel. Um, you can just query HeidoHealth, H I D O Health. And there you can see the patient testimonials. If you want to see a little bit more about our company, we were filming for the last three years. Um, you can understand our journey and our story and some of those um, stories I wasn't able to tell about that roller coaster ride you'll find all <laughs> on the film. Oh, he, he becomes vulnerable and, and lets it out. <laughs> That's great. Well, Charles, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. Um, and creating this product, which can really help many people's lives. It's wonderful. Thank you so much, Jody, for having me. It was a pleasure and look forward to um, seeing your ongoing success. Oh, thank you. And mine, yours. Let, let's visualize getting that out there. <laughs> All right. You take care then, okay? Thanks. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com dot com